0: Not okay. <coughs> the base. So we talked about the concept of Ramuna, the concept of the Tochen. You know. So the Ramchal stresses the concept that the Avodim is kadmoy, which means. He always was, and he always will be. Which means, and it simply means, uh, he's everlasting, you know, uh, he's permanent. He's everlasting. In other words, what he's saying here is that obviously there was never a time that you could say there wasn't God. (coughs) No such thing. You know, everything has a time period that exists. There was a time that it didn't exist. And there will be a time period, obviously, that it won't exist, because it will decompose or disintegrate, and so on, you know. Mm -hmm. But clearly, when we talk about the Marashlam, we say that there was no time that he did not exist. It's a very interesting concept. How is it possible for there to be a being that there's no such thing that he did not exist. In fact, if you think about it, when you say something always was, right? So then the real question is, you know, what about cause? What brings him into being? What brings him into being? So you have to say, well, maybe something caused God to exist. (coughs) Then, you know, we say that cause always was, so then, you know, what caused that? You know, there's a problem here in, in that sense, you know? But the Mansham, really, when you say that he, he has no beginning, which means no end, he always was, you know, what we're really saying is that he's uncaused. The interesting thing about it is that in this Bria that the Mansham created, what's the relationship that exists between events? You have to look at it in a certain way, you know. Cause and effect? Cause and effect, yeah. There's no such thing that has no cause. It doesn't exist. In other words, when you look at the relationship between events, right, there's always an event that's a cause, and there's always an event that's an an effect. And then the cause itself is an effect of a previous cause, which is an effect of a previous cause. Obviously, it goes all the way back. You know, we we don't seem to have encountered anything that has no cause. You know, that just (coughs) seems to pop out of nowhere without any apparent cause. There is, however, a realm where a lot of this stuff is, is, is violated. It's called the subatomic realm, the realm of the atom. And there's a whole branch of physics that deals with this. You know, it's called quantum, it's called quantum mechanics. And um, they find at that level that there are particles that pop into existence from nowhere. Apparently, they have no cause. (coughs) They just are there... without anything previous to it. And then they disappear. You know? Again, without any kind of cause. So it's interesting that scientists have encountered... a realm of existence... that in certain ways has no cause. Either for its coming into existence... and it has no cause... If it goes out of existence,
1: maybe they don't understand what the cause is. Well, that's not I mean, what they're, they're limited uh, by their understanding yeah, too.
0: Yeah, but they don't say that. They don't say They haven't <clears throat> developed <throat> the cause yet.
1: There probably is a cause, but they don't know what the cause is.
0: We don't know. Quantum mechanics apparently violates many laws, or whether, or in a certain sense, quantum mechanics violates a lot of common sense ideas. You know. For instance, you know you know, one of the things that violates, for instance, light. Does light exist in time? And the answer is no. Light does not exist in time. That means from the moment it emanates from a star, as far as the light is concerned, it has no time. So Einstein Einstein discovered certain ideas which in many ways make no sense, you know. He discovered that the faster you travel, the slower is time for you. You know, what does that mean? That means time, whatever it is, has a rate, you know. So if you slow down time, then your rate of experiencing time also slows down the faster you go. The question then, of course, is what's the relationship between speed and time? It's called time dilation. The classic example that they use <coughs> is a rocket ship you know, that goes to standard, let's say, 18,000 miles an hour. You know, let's say it goes to a planet, comes back you know, uh, 30 years later. <coughs> so the guy in that rocket ship is going to be 30 years older. Or rather, rather, actually, really where it goes is that, say here, there are two twins. One of them remains here on Earth, you know, and the other one (coughs) speeds off in a spaceship that approaches the speed of light, which is 186,000 miles a second. And let's say the guy comes back 30 years later.
2: The time here expands, time here passes
0: 25,000
2: years. (coughs)
0: Well... In relation to him. Yeah, so the guy who left, he comes back, let's say he left, he was 30. 30 years (coughs) passed, you know. The guy who comes back is only 30 years and 3 months. The guy who stayed here is 60. So there's a concept called the rate of the passage of time, which to us makes no sense. How time slow down, you know, not only does time slow down quantum relativity, that's really what it is, <coughs> but things get shorter. You know, it means a foot is no longer a foot, if you measure it by our standards, the foot actually gets shorter. And you can't, <coughs> you know, in everything that is traveling actually contracts in space.
2: The space itself
0: is what? Space itself shrinks. What does that mean, that space shrinks? You know? So even relativity makes no sense in many ways, you see. So a light wave which travels at the speed of light has no time. It slows down to such an extent that it doesn't exist in time. Which means that as far as the light wave is concerned, it could travel millions of years from a star to us, and it's here instantly. As far as it's concerned, no time has ever passed. As far as we're concerned... It has to travel from there to well, there. It, it takes time to, you know, to till it reaches us, no? What, what, what from our perspective, but from the light wave's perspective, no time has passed. When you travel at the speed of oh. light, all time stops. Why
1: is that?
0: <coughs> <coughs> there's, it, 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 there's no, it's, there is no for it. Why should all time stop? The, the, yeah. the scientist doesn't clear about why, why? it clears how. What happened? They say if you take well, a radio... I just told you. There's no I, I ju-
2: what? There's no sense to no, it? No, that's what <laughs> it <laughs> is. I don't know it's
0: true. No, no. It's no, fair no. Fair. Well, whatever. However, he re- it's been measured a million times, and the theory of relativity is always gone. Let me tell you, it's, it, it's true. It's been observed and measured in all kinds of uh, ideas and so on. One <clears> of the <throat> ideas, if I remember correctly, is... I don't know if you realize, but... you know. Um, a satellite that travels around the Earth actually goes slower. So therefore, that makes a big difference in uh, GPS. Didn't they originally,
2: when they first started GPS? In fact,
0: what they did is they found is they left an atomic clock. Now an atomic clock maybe loses a second in a billion years. It's like one of those kind of things. Because you measure the, let's see, I think it's a cesium atom, the, f- the, sh- the vibration of a cesium atom, which never varies. You know? So anyway, so if you have an atomic clock that measures the vibrations, whatever, I mean, frequency, whatever, of let's say an atom, right, that's accurate, maybe it loses a second in a billion years, a million years, enormous amount of time, right? So they have one on the earth and then they send one up, you know, in a, sa- a rocket that goes, you know, right around, and when they measure the two, one of them has slowed down. Mom has slowed down. And they can measure because obviously the amount that slowed down is so minuscule. But on an atomic clock, because anyway, it doesn't lose a second, you know, they can measure. In fact, they rely on the theory. So they rely on this theory because if that's the case, if time is different up there than down here. So all the GPSs, they're all satellites, you know. They made The GPS, you know, measures where you are. It triangulates you where you are based on certain towers, and it can locate you exactly within, I think, 10 feet on the planet. So, an unbelievable idea, you know, that if you, I think there's a certain amount of satellites that you need, 24 satellites, and they're all bouncing off waves, and they have towers here, so they can triangulate, whatever, mathematically, that, let's see, okay, there's a signal coming from this, from you, and you're giving a signal to that and bounces off. However, it measures it, but that's how they can measure. But if, if, but, but if you didn't take relativity and count, you couldn't use it because there's a difference in timing and so on. You could be off by, let's say, 40 miles. You know, it doesn't take months to be off and so on. But whatever, what, what I'm trying to say is that you find that the world, that the world of the atom makes no sense. It makes no sense. With, uh, an electron can pop into existence out of nowhere and disappear. Where'd it go? Nobody knows. But then there's, there's and, and it, it, the whole thing is, is it's bizarre. People who <coughs> study physics have a rough time when they get into this to get acquainted with this kind of thing, you know. So even we encounter a, a place that has no cause, you know. Um, that can come in and out of existence without any kind of a cause or, or understanding, you know, and so on, you know? Or the classic, the famous Bell's experiment. And this is also incredible. You know, if you take, if you take a, a particle, okay, and you split it, and each one, and particle, one part of it goes off in this, this direction, and the other one goes off in that direction, opposite directions, at the speed of light, Right? So this is going 186,000 miles a second, and that's going 186,000 miles a second, right? Now, there's no way that one particle can affect the other, because light is the fastest thing, and they're both going away from each other at the speed of light. Okay, so somebody once did, uh, Bell, what he did is a a particle, let's say an electron, has a spin, actually it spins. And if if one particle (coughs) can reverse its spin, okay, uh, let's say with a magnet, immediately, instantly, the other particle will reverse the spin also. Yet it's impossible because how does one particle know that the other one's reversed its spin? There's no way that they can communicate because the fastest communication is light. (coughs) They're going away from each other at the speed of light. So when when you alter the spin of one, how in the world did the other particle know? So that creates the concept of entanglement, that in essence, they're entangled. And somehow you can send information faster than the speed of light because that's really what happens. That this particle, right? They're both going away, right? And this knows what the other one is doing. So obviously something travels faster than light that was able to reveal to one side what happened to the other. (coughs) Nobody understands that. What? It caught up with
2: the
0: one or the other. No, it didn't. They're both going away forever. It's like like they were really (coughs) never detached in the first place, like a ball continuum. Yes, What what the astounding theory is, there are all kinds of theories that come out of this, you know, is that, you know, it's, if, one, if two particles in some way have a connection, a relationship, you know what I'm saying? Then one will always know what the other is doing, you know, you know and so on. So what, they, what people, what they come to the conclusion that every particle in the universe knows exactly what's happening to every other particle. Because at the moment of the Big Bang, everything was together. So therefore, everything was entangled at that instant time. So therefore, even though it's spreading apart, that means a particle at the other end of the universe, if you do something here, will instantly know what happened to this.
2: That's leading to that these particles may have a, a conscious awareness to be to change their behavior based on something external. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. There are so <coughs> many, uh, so, so much bizarre things that they find in the world of quantum physics and so on. <coughs> but um, I'm bringing it out here because some of the ideas that we attribute to the Ramchal, you actually find in our world. They make no sense. You see. In any case, so the Ramchal says that God was always, always will be, which means that the Ramchal doesn't exist in time. It's not that God is timeless, it, it will all, you know, was, was always. No. The real idea is that He doesn't exist in time. You know, so there's no passage of time to God. Whatever that means. And we don't understand what that means, of course. You know what I'm saying? What does it mean to exist outside of time? The problem we have, we only know what time is. What is time, really? We don't know. Nobody knows what this phenomenon is, you know. And so on. <coughs> we don't even really know what space is. What space? Nobody knows. Look like this. What is this? There's nothing here, you know. So, therefore, we find, therefore, that when it says, "Kadma doesn't mean that the Maheshav always was and always will be. No. He wasn't always and he always will be because he doesn't exist in time. So there's no beginning or end. There's no forever. Anyway, that's what Kadmud Vinitzchi is. Okay? And then he says, tzi um tzi tzi um tzi is that the Maheshav brought into existence and he sustains the existence of everything. And this is God. The real question is, how do you do that? This, the concept of Himtzi is the concept of a boire. You know, the concept of a creation is to bring, as they say, what the term is, creation ex nihilo, to bring something out of existence, or rather bring something into existence, out of nothing. You know. How, how does the version do that? How can he bring something which does not exist into existence? You know, again, that also violates thinking, in that sense. But the Boshma clearly has that power because before the Bria, there was nothing. There was nothing at all. There was no existence at all. So literally, the mushroom yanked out from somewhere, you know, things, and he. But the truth is that the Boshma gave it existence. How do you give something existence? That's an amazing idea. <clears throat> how do you give something existence when it doesn't exist? Because what the Vansham did, not only gave it characteristic, you know, essence, properties, characteristics, <clears throat> he gave it what's called existence itself. Real question is, where did the Bansham get it from? You know, how do you give something existence? We can't do it. You know, we need to take the raw materials, we can shape them you know, and make them all in kind of things, you know, we can discover things, we can't can't give something existence, but based on what Khal says, means that the B'Rom Gi is able to give that quality called being, not just what type of being will it be, you know, will be uh, its qualities, its quantities, and so on, but he actually can give it the quality of existence of being itself. How? But anyway, the Ramchal clearly says that, you know, this is what the Marashim could do. And the Ramchal says that everything that exists was given existence. Everything. So we could see, therefore, that the author of everything that is, is God. He is responsible. That means nothing that exists, exists independently of God. That's really what it means. Is everything exists only because he gave it existence, you know, which bothers a lot of people. Because when you say that, what he really says that God created evil. I mean, let's face it, this is the conclusion, that the Bershom created evil. Because if he so didn't create wrong, it...
1: What's wrong with that thought?
0: Well, what's wrong with that thought, who knows?
1: That's a fear. The Bansham had to get, that No, Hebrew? no, no, but forget about... That's
0: so a That's a motive. But the problem with that is how can an all be, a being that's all good create evil, which is the opposite of good, right? How can he create the opposite of good? How can a being that's all evil create evil? Oh, that's the all, all good. I say evil, all good. All good, yeah. How can a being that's all good create evil? I mean, it's the exact opposite of what he is. Why would a being do that?
1: <clears throat> he's kind of problematic. The Shlomo has a definition. We can, we can define
0: the <coughs> revenge Shlomo. By saying that
1: he's good, we're defining the Rabbi Shlomo. Yes. Well, he says. We he's We can good. define
0: the Rabbi Shlomo. Yeah, the Rabbi says it. What? The Rabbi says it in Hazino. I mean, he's defining himself. We have to
1: be Tzadik Ve'e We have to contrast it to something. If well, it wouldn't be evil, we wouldn't know what, 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 uh, what, what, what good is. It can only be contrasted. Once we have a contrast, then we understand what good is. If there's no contrast, we don't understand.
0: Fine, but that still doesn't answer the question. Well, how, why or how would an all-good being create something like evil? It's
2: a question. Well, so,
0: was, this, this question is bothers philosophers. Thousand years. I mean, two thousand years. I mean, this this is an old problem of philosophy. It shows that you know. In complete control of of all that. Yes. Fine. But, but why would he do that? The evil, why would he create evil? What
2: we interpret as evil is, is an effect rather than a cause. Is
0: well then, evil evil is this, evil is him. a being. How would you by effect? Yeah, either one, a cause has, or an effect is a being, either. If, the cause is a being, and the effect is a being. If
2: you believe that he exists, right? If you come to that conclusion, and yes. you agree to that concept. So that, that he is. Same, so in the same way you believe that, you believe that everything that he does is for your good, so it's not really evil, so it's not really a question.
0: Yes, what I'm saying, but we see things which are evil. Yeah, no, so that's an answer that, <coughs> you know, that's, that's an answer. That really, you know, relative to us, it's an evil. But really, it's a good Okay, that's like that's an attempt at an answer. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. You know, how do we know that? What do you see that from Chazal, by the way?
2: We say that. Uh, what do you see uh, that, yeah? We say that
0: every, uh, everything that's done is done for good. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. But really, you have the Mishnah that says. Just like you make a blessing on what? Good. On good, you make a blessing on that which is perceived as evil. I can ask why, so you can answer because that which you perceive as evil is really good. Fine. There's no such thing inherently <coughs> evil. Although, you Although, you August still have 5. to grapple with that. Imagine a Russia, let's say, let's say uh, Mayo, Mayo Tzitong. The man killed over a hundred million people. I mean, you talk about the, the greatest butchers of mankind. You know, the guys who really qualify, the most evil people who ever lived. Mayo is one, Hitler, you know, you're Hitler's, you know, of course, you know, these guys are like, you know, are you talking about Stalin? Yeah, you're talking about the, through, through the, the, the history of the world. You know, you have many of the Caesars, Caligula. Yeah, you talk about these guys were butchers. You know, I mean, you know, the only question is not do they kill, murder, which is just how many did they get done. You know, it took them a long time. But, you know, so the question is this. Okay, we can assume, and this is true, in order to get into ilum Habo, there's a threshold of toiv that you need to do. Very important idea. It's not like, you know, just because you're born doesn't mean you get ilum Habo at all, you see. But there's a certain threshold. There's, like, there's a passing score you get 65, you passed. Less than that, you're out. Okay? So, that's a very important concept. That only a certain amount of people will get into O'ilam Habo because they've passed. They've done a certain amount of good. Other people will not. So, of course, what that will do is change enormous amount of hashgokho. See, so for those people, let's say, for those, let's say the, there's a club called Ilm Habo. <coughs> How do you become a member? So you yeah. have to do whatever you know. Membership requires a certain amount of good. You know. And how do you understand so, the Rambam then? If you keep, if you believe
2: in your gimmo ikrim, no matter how much bad things you do, you still wait, believe. Wait, in wait, your wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You don't
2: to, believe in your gimmo. ikrim.
0: I need to finish my thought, or I'm going to forget yeah, what I just yeah. said. Okay, yeah. let me. I, I need yeah. to, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As it is, I'm having. What, what did I just say? You know? A moment. No, no, no. What was it? It was an interruption. Your two-five flow, you know, See moments is different. Um, <coughs> <coughs> what mem- ah, membership. membership. Yes, okay. Sorry. Membership in an organization. The organization is called Elim Habo, right? There's membership, requirements. There's a certain minimum you have to do that's called toy. So based on that, the Vashram decides how he's going to behave to you. So, if you've done enough where you can get Um habo, right, then all of a sudden the hashgacha or the an to you is a certain type of anhaga. It's where they do not reward you at all, because you can get an Um Haber. but they have to pay you back for all the good you did. If, you know, in other words, it's, you know, excuse me, if you're a member of Um habo, right, then they don't give you anything, Instead they need to pay you back for all the evil you did. They need to atone. They need to atone for what you did. Because you need to remove the evil. Oilem Habor is a place that only goodness can happen. There is no such thing as evil in Oilem Habor. That's why people have to go through Gehenna. Gehenna, why? Because Gehenna erases <coughs> okay, that way. It's Machaper, right? on the bad that you did, whatever is called bad, right? And then you mukhan for ulum. habo. You have to go through what's called an expiation process. But that's because you're gonna get ulum habo. But what happens if you haven't done enough good? So let's assume you're not gonna to go to Ulum habo because you haven't passed the threshold. You see, this is what's worrisome. People think, ah, I'm automatically going. No, there's a threshold. And the Bosham knows the threshold. You know, obviously, if he sees he gets, you're going to get score 64, you know, I'm sure he's going to assist you. Mark on a curve.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's a curve up there,
0: you know. It's, uh, I don't know if there's a mark on a But anyway, so I'm sure he's going to push you in. But there are guys, you know, for instance, you know, so if you're not a Benoit Mahab, for instance, let's say, you know, let's say you're Hitler, you're right? So, yeah, I mean... He's out. He's never getting involved. But I'm sure Hitler spoke nice to his mother. You know? You know, maybe he fed his parakeet, his pet parakeet, you know, so he avoided Tzah b'alichayim. I mean, I don't think it's possible for a guy to go through life without having done something good, even though, you know, a guy killed because that man lived. 56 million people died. That was World War II. Because that man lived. Did you believe how many people, you know, how many people killed, whether by directly or indirectly? It's a whole, right? Yet he did something good, you know? Maybe he saw uh, some guy, uh, you know, uh, in Austria where he was born and so on, you know? Uh, some guy came over and says, listen, I have no money, give me something. You know, he put his hands back and gave him three dollars. Whatever, right? That's a tariff. And we know, which is interesting, see, many people make a mistake. They think it's a balance act, you know. You measure the good, let's say, let's say it's 50 points, right? And then you measure the bad, let's say it's 20 points. You subtract 20 from 50, you come out with 30 and that's what you get. No. That's a wrong cheshbon. The cheshbon is, whatever good you did, that counts for itself. and Whatever bad you did, that counts for itself. They do not cancel each other.
2: Also, even in the bad, it's what the intention is, meaning... Well, uh, it's I'll all know, considered... No, yeah. but he says that if a person has a resentment towards the sin that he's doing. The amount of... Uh,
0: yes, exactly. I'm not going into the actual, the weight of the sin. That depends on intent, circumstances, opportunities. Many things goes into the weight of a sin. But what will happen with a guy like Hitler, for instance, is he's got to be paid for the tithe. Even though he won't get a marble. what's going to happen. So he'll die and the version will then bring him back, right? And he will give him a good life. And in that life, he will get paid, wait! In that life, he will get paid off for everything he did good. Whatever, the version knows exactly the payoff. Then when he dies, right? He's got to now undo all the evil, you know, however long that's going to take, eternally, whatever, you know, and he has to go through incredible yusurim for whatever it takes to undo the evil. And We have no idea how to undo f- the evil. Not a, but it's not just the 56 million people the guy killed. It's all about their generations. What about all the people that would have been born from them? You know, they're denied, you know? <clears throat> the, the, the amount is staggering. We can't even comprehend the evil of that person. And so on, because the mushroom just doesn't weigh the good or evil of that guy, he weighs the aftermath, the consequences, what could have been, etc. I mean, for us it's good because if you do something with Dovotoyev, then everybody who is influenced by that Dovotoyev, at kaladurs, until the end of all generations, you get the sachar, which is really incredible. Because the mushroom, you know, he looks at that, what exactly did you do? Even if it's you, the indirect of the indirect, of the indirect cause, you get reward. So what happens so they bring Hitler back. Why do they
1: right? have to bring him back? Why can't he get his reward while he's alive? Maybe
0: he can. Maybe. Russia yeah, the time I, I, like,
1: Russia. The time like it.
0: Listen, listen. I don't really care where it does or when. I'm just talking about the fact that he has to be rewarded for the good. Oh, okay. I'm not. I just gave an example. He had his
1: Hitler in this world.
0: Whatever, I'm not, I, that's not the issue. That's not the point. The point is, right, the fact that he has to be rewarded for what he did good. But the question is, once that's over, then he goes into, you know, into um, the, the mode of, of punishment and so on. Now that's gonna continue, we don't know, and we don't uh, you know, Gehenimo and so on and so forth. The question is, okay, now what happens? He's punished, he suffers, and he actually un, he expiated in that sense, or rather he undid all the evil he did. What happens to the guy? He vanishes. He goes out of existence. But after all, positive and negative. So the Personal question of... then is, is that Toiv? And it was from his perspective, is that good? No? No. You see, the, you see that's why it's not easy to say what every Muslim does is good, because then you have to say it's a relative term, perhaps general, you know? But if, if a person disappears for eternity and he's gone, he goes out of existence, right? To that person it's not very good. So him it's bad. But does that is that in the khajman that Versalam only does good? I, I'm more, look, listen, it's an interesting question. You know, how absolute is good and evil in, in that sense. But anyway, so we do find, okay, that the Vershlam um that he can perform creation. Which means he brings something to existence, and then the question, of course, is, what does that mean? What does it indicate about him? Okay. So therefore, clearly then, if he brings everything into existence, what did he bring into existence? We know that he created things, objects, right? (coughs) Objects. But if you really think about that, existence has an infrastructure. That's infrastructure that we can see. You have what? You have God created space, which means he does not exist in space. So if the universe, if the space that scientists think is 13.7 billion light years, a light year is, okay, light travels in a year, six trillion miles. You know, so if the universe is 13.7 billion light years, so it's thirteen seven billion times six trillion. That's the yes, yeah, quite large, right? It's quite large. But if we well, say that of doesn't exist in space, means he's larger. That's what it means that everything that exists. I mean, once we say that God created space, so clearly then, right? Space. He has to encompass space. So if we say that the known universe is 13.7 billion times 6 trillion which is a number which is you know staggering and so on so it has to be that God created this space which is 13.7 billion light years so he clearly is bigger than
1: that but he you know we don't think of God that way but he encompasses it right? yes so, so that's space, not my point so he is in space no space is part of it
0: no not really but I don't want to get to that just remember God created space. He does not exist in space. Because before the creation, where was He? Obviously, if He had to bring space into existence, right? That means there was a time that space did not exist. Which means He does not exist in space. And we don't know what that means. But, you know, all I'm saying is the therefore that His existence encompasses the universe so you talk about a being that is minimally thirteen point seven billion times six trillion. That's an enormous being. I mean I didn't talk about being that that way, that kind of size, you know, and so on. But this is what we're dealing with. But in any case, he created space, or which you really do not have a handle on. The interesting thing about space, if you really think about it, is that space is really nothing. You know, you go outside the planet and you're in outer space, you know, and you go like this, what are you going into? Didn't they discover darkness? Isn't, what? They
2: say that like something like 90% of the empty space is a certain matter that we can't.
0: Yeah, there's dark matter and dark energy. But that, that, that's merely the objects that he would have created. Nobody knows what that is, because whatever. But all I'm saying is that if the bunchum created space, correct? That means heat he does not exist in space. What is interesting when you think about space, is that space really is nothing. If you go in outer space and you put up your hand like that, that's even out of space, right? And you put out your hand like that in space, right? What's between these two hands? Nothing. But the interesting thing about it is that space, which is really nothing, extends in three directions. This way is nothing, that way is nothing, And this way is nothing. How could nothing extend in three ways? The reason why we, it's called three dimensions, right? We extend in three ways. You know what I'm saying? But the only reason why we can extend is because space allows us to expand into it. But the interesting thing about it is space is really nothing. You know, space is really nothing. So how could nothing expand in three different directions? Interesting. A lot of ideas that are very interesting when you think about them. Yes, yeah. I don't know if I would recommend to think about this before you go to sleep. You know, but these are these how are things that people where, like. What?
2: How did you answer where God was if he if he wasn't created and he's not in space? So where was he?
0: We don't know. We don't know what it means to exist not in not to exist. We don't know what it means not to exist in space. <coughs> because everything we know of has space. Now remember, Mm. space doesn't mean, you know, space doesn't mean, well, this object obviously exists in space. Space is, this object can exist because space expands in three ways. So this matter can exist in space in three different directions. You you understand what, you know, space to us is almost like an abstraction. So we say that dimension does not exist in space which means he does not extend in three directions. Now, there are people who talk about multi-dimensions, fifth dimension, ten dimensions, so on. We don't know what that means. How can something exist in ten dimensions? Which way is it going? All we know is three. You see. But it's an interesting concept. The fact of more dimensions... Which is something we can't even imagine, multi dimensions, let alone to imagine a being that has no dimensions. You see, I'm just bringing out the concept that the Bersham who created space clearly, that does not exist in space. Now, what about time? What is time, really? We don't know. You know, there's a concept called the passage of time. You know, I would say time, if I had to define it is the duration of matter. You know, duration. Matter has a duration. Existence has a duration. What does that mean really, you know? We don't know. Nobody knows what time is, really. It's amazing. But if God created time, clearly God there was a time that time did not exist. I mean, you know, and we have did not exist in time. Because he created time, and therefore he was before the creation of time, so therefore there was a time that he existed without time, whatever that means. You know what I'm saying? It's rather vague. But anyway, so the Barsham does not exist in space. He does not exist in time. But what else is there? Matter. The Barsham does not, has... The of matters, but he is not composed of matter. Now, nobody knows what matter is. Does it matter? That's your viewpoint. But he doesn't... Nobody knows what matter is. Now, matter is composed of mass, but nobody knows what it is, you know.
2: Technically you know,
0: speaking, anything that has mass—well, weight, has mass, matter, well, weight forget weight. Of matter, no, right? weight, Wait,
1: weight, weight, weight is a mass. No,
0: no, 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 no. Matter doesn't have to weigh anything. Weight is a product of gravity. In a place that has no gravity, there's no, there's no weight. When you float in space, you don't weigh anything. In fact, they're weightless. If these guys floating around in the, in the spaceships, they don't weigh anything. Because gravity somehow doesn't affect them because they're further away from the earth, yes? Weight is a concept, weight is a relative statement between you, the, the force of gravity acting upon you, giving you a certain <coughs> weight. But if, you, if the force of gravity doesn't act on you, you don't weigh anything, but you still have matter. But if the Bhagavad created matter, then obviously he is not matter. So then what is he? does not even matter. So then what is he? You see. I mean these are these are you know tremendous ideas. But it's important to remember, you know, when people think about God, they usually think about some invisible guy who's a giant. But you know, wait a minute, that's not what the version is. He's spaceless, no space. He's timeless, no time. And guess what? He has no mass. He has no matter. So, what are we talking about? Interesting. That's three ideas so far. That devotion is not. Okay, got that? Thinking? Thought. Well, thought is an act of the mind. what is that?
1: Where does it exist in the mind?
0: In relative terms. It's it an no act. It has no matter, it has no time. It's a process. No, it's a process of neurons. But that that's not the thought itself? No, so but obviously, it's the whatever that's the, it. The, 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 whatever, when neurons, every, <coughs> neurons every, can act in a certain way that can produce a thought in your mind. What's a thought? It's a mental I don't, I don't process. Know. It's a mental process that to you, you experience it as a <laughs> thought. But really, it's an electrical mental process. That's really all it is. I could you experience... What's pain? How wait, wait, how what's
2: things, pain? If I could... If, if I could harness electrical impulses, I could create what's
0: Yeah. If you knew exactly... Exactly. What's pain? What is pain? Can you describe pain to somebody An else? An uncomfortable no. sensation. No. That's the result of pain. Well, that's what pain is. No. In, in words, if a person has pain, he's feeling very uncomfortable. Fine. That's a I don't. I, so the, the, I, I wouldn't the, know what pain so is. it
2: an electrical
0: impulse is a lot of mass? The brain. You know, it's hard to understand that. Because, like, what does this have to do with that? I'm, I'm just digressing for a second to answer your question. Because, again, you're thinking about elusive states of matter. You know? <coughs> neurons. You know? Neurons. <coughs> going through some type of electric chemical process can produce something which we experience. But, but it's hard to connect it to, for instance, all of a sudden I remember something. Anybody tell me what a memory is? What is it?
2: You unless, know? Unless you say that is the category of Brooklyn's. No, no, no,
0: it's not, no, it's <laughs> not. So what is a memory? What's a thought? What's a feeling? Emotion. Anybody here tell me what anger is? Don't tell me what happens when you get angry. You tell me what anger is. Nobody knows. I mean, you, you can't define anger, except by saying that it's a certain type of experience called emotions. What's an emotion? What's pain? I don't know. We know what it is when we experience it, but can you tell me what it you know? What it is simply is the brain's interpretation, right? The brain's interpretation of an event which you've just encountered, right, which in some way is detrimental to your neurons, and the, the, you know, and it produces electrochemical stuff, and you experience it as pain. But mm-hmm. what is pain, and so on? But what was that? It's all just an effect of the neurons. So What's well, so, okay? Who, the concept of bechira is who initiates this, you know. But I'm not getting into bechira, but that's the question of well, who initiates whatever I'm doing? Do I initiate it, or does the Boshim initiate? You know what I'm saying? In, in that sense, you know. But I'm not getting into that. So right now we see that God has no space. You know, people don't think about this. He doesn't exist in space. He does not exist in time. He has no mass now. That's (laughs) very hard to figure out. No mass. You see? God is not alive. There are seven fundamental infrastructural elements of the Bria. Matter, space, time, energy, life, consciousness, and motion. Got that? No. He's us. You get that? Matter, space, time, life, living, consciousness, which is higher than this. <coughs> Please have no consciousness. Unless you talk to the guy who talks to his plants, basically, you know, they, you know. Right? And then you have... Uh, consciousness. Um, what I say? Matter, space, time. Life. Consciousness. Motion. Oh, energy. Okay, yeah. What's energy? Nobody knows. I love these textbook definitions that say energy is the capacity to do work. It's not a definition. It's a consequence. It's not a definition. I, I, what kind of definition that? Nobody knows what energy is. Yet, the universe is f- is a fundamental law of physics, that energy can either be destroyed (coughs) or created, and so on, you know, that, what is energy? Nobody knows.
1: It's E equals MC squared. Yes, that's (laughs) the relationship.
0: (laughs) But that's the relationship between, no, What Einstein was there, which is a tremendous Giddish, is that frozen energy, if you took energy and put it in a refrigerator, it would turn into it would become matter. Matter is frozen energy. Unbelievable Kiddush. And then of course the result is the atomic bomb and all that stuff. But like, what does that mean? In fact, what Einstein's nothing is that
1: energy. Everything right? is energy. Well, yeah. Everything that any anything that exists in the world is energy. No, space is not energy.
0: Time is not energy. Matter is energy. Matter matter, matter. matter, yes. So what's life? Anybody know what life is? You know, scientists still cannot define life? Really? Is a virus alive or dead? Nobody really knows. Nobody knows what a, what, what life really is. I mean, a virus can reproduce? So it can. Does life have to have a goof? No. A goof? A goof. Well, the ghosts are alive. And the shama.
1: Is alive, correct? But if it doesn't have a ghost, it's not considered alive. Is it a malach alive? What? Is it no. a malach alive? No. I don't
0: know. I'm sure Gavriel thinks he's it living. Depends what you consider life. That's exactly what I'm saying. What is, nobody knows really what life is. What does it mean to be alive? You know? So that's life. What's consciousness? Anybody know what consciousness is? You know? No. Nobody knows. I mean, we can define it and say it's a state in which you are aware. What does that mean? You know? These are so subtle, you know? And then there's motion. Why is everything in motion? You ever notice that? But the Mosheim is not alive. Why? How do I know? Because life is a created idea. So does that mean God is dead? If he's not alive, does that mean he's dead? No. You know, God is not lifeless, but God is devoid of life, yet he lives. I mean, you know, and so on, but he doesn't have life. I mean, it sounds interesting, huh? But think about that. Life is a created entity. So, God is not alive, because he did it, he was there before life, you know? So he's, he's, more, God, than a, he's more than alive. He's, he's not life, he's an alternative to life that we cannot understand. the source of life. Fine, so that's a, but that's not, that's not what I'm aiming at. You see, there are concepts that we cannot grasp because God exists beyond the elements of what we need to do. Is God conscious? No. Yet He clearly relates to us as if He was conscious because consciousness is a stone conscious? No. So you cannot be matter without consciousness, that's true. How could
1: God not be conscious if He created everything? He did it unconsciously? He did it unconsciously? No, you understand what I'm
0: saying. So, I mean, what again, is, no.
1: he, is He conscious? He has to be conscious. He did it with an intention. So Listen, that means consciousness.
0: You don't understand? If consciousness is a nivro is a created thing, consciousness is a phenomenon, right? It's a phenomenon, correct? Yeah. But the phenomenon of consciousness was created. Which
1: if God did not create consciousness, does consciousness. Wait, you're not, it doesn't mean you're, that the creator doesn't
0: have consciousness. It listen to
1: me. He gave he put into debris a part of what his quality is. No. Why did you say because that? Because
0: nothing coexists with God. Nothing. Even the phenomenon that we are used to. Nothing coexists with him. That's what Enoid Mulvado is. This ICM, there's nothing else. There is no, there is no, there is no other phenomenon that exists. So therefore, he is unknowable. But
1: we relate to the relation with all these. Yes, that the we, yeah,
0: yes, that we do, correct. With everything. But no, I, I'm just trying to, I, And he relates to us. Yes, what I, yes, realm. correct, exactly, yes. He connects with us through these created things but never think. See, people don't stop to think. God is none of these things, because they are all created, which means he obviously is not. So the question then is, to what is he? If, he? if he does not exist in space, if he doesn't exist in time, if he's not matter, you know what I'm saying? If he's not alive or life, if there's no consciousness, if he's not energy, you know, and he's not in motion, because motion is something which was a... The concept of motion is a nivra. It's a created phenomenon. So then pray tell, what is he? unknown? Oh,
2: no. Question. We're
0: dealing, to see, we cannot abstract beyond the parameters of what we experience. And we experience all seven. But all seven are created concepts. So therefore he is none of these things. Those are, bound- Rabbeer, those are the boundaries but he's greater than these things that those are our boundaries and yeah. we're not We can go beyond those boundaries no. but okay.
1: he is greater than all these things or else he wouldn't be able to create
0: it so what? now what? So,
1: so
2: but he's none nobody says
0: he's not greater but the real idea is that he's none of these things
2: when Moshe Rabbein went up to Harsin yes did he see Hashem a manifestation of Hashem within the real within was this, correct when this was
0: he brought, saw he saw the manifestation of God I mean, within the Nigriah itself. Correct. He
2: brought this down. Is what we're struggling with. Yeah. Did he see it clearly? Did he get a peek outside this, fig, you know, this goldfish bowl? You know?
0: he. Nobody knows who God is. You,
1: just, you said. Before, nobody knows who God is. Wait. You said before you looked into that Atzilus through a glass. No, but that's still. That's what he saw. What did he see? Shchina. The
0: the word Shachah means to dwell. What what Moshe Rabbeinu saw. Right? Is God as He manifests Himself the to us which is a created entity. God created a manifestation.
2: Did he fully understand this Moshe Rabbeinu?
0: I'm sure he did. Because
2: he brought it down. So he he
0: brought it, to... it down. And if we understand, he certainly understood it. What I'm trying to do what <clears> I'm, well, I'm, trying I'm trying to understood. get across what I'm trying to get across here is the separateness of God from us.
2: When, when that
0: it's not that he's separate because he's he's up there. No. It's infinitely greater that the fundamental elements or the parameters of what we experience as Nevroim, as created entities, right, does not apply to him. And therefore he's devoid of them. But then the question is so what's the alternatives? We don't know.
2: It's, it's interesting because so Mikhail used the word there, not Yidia Well, yeah, well, there's no Yidia Seshan. Well, yeah,
1: theoretically, right? yeah.
0: Does everybody get this? It's a very important kind because listen, I'm trying to give you an idea of depth. You know what I'm saying? But this is really what it is to understand. Yeah. That's, what what getting
1: is, that's one of the beginning. That's one of the Gemalani moments. that we can't understand. Goof, yeah. Well, the Ramchal. Yes, goof, we can't understand the. Yes, this. That the Ramchal
0: is trying to. Uh, uh, you know, emphasize... He,
1: sorry. he doesn't have a he doesn't Correct. Have but a he what I'm... But I'm I,
0: ex, yes. You're saying it's very true. Yes. But what I'm trying to go is I, to bring down the seven parameters of existence and that God is none of these which places him way beyond. You know? That's why I always get a kick out of which is interesting, you know, like the Catholic Church, you know? They have big this Is God a male or a female? I mean, like, you know, like, huh? You know, it, 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 the whole concept, it, it, it's so infantile. You're dealing with a being that doesn't exist within our parameters, which I mentioned are seven. So we don't know who he is. What is
2: what we don't is? know
0: the alternatives. To, they are so basic to us. We don't know the alternatives. Have I got that? I don't want to belabor the point, but this is important information. By the way, there are parallels. For instance, there is a particle that has no charge. Nobody knows what charges. You know, we say an electron is negatively charged and a proton is positively charged. You ever see a magnet? There's a positive side and a negative side. That's because the, the particles are charged. What in the world is a charge? What is that? A charge? You know, we only see there are two types of charges. And we know what the rules are. They you know, light charges repel, opposite charges attract, you know, plus and minus attract, and so on and so forth, you know. What in the world is a charge? Unknown. We just know that there is such a phenomenon called charge, you know. But there is a particle, by the way, that has no mass. It has no charge, no mass. It's called a neutrino interesting particle. A neutrino is a particle that can pass through matter at the speed of, almost the speed of light and it is so small that it won't hit any particle of the atom. It will just go right through as if the thing was not there. In fact, it takes millions of how well because they don't have they have what's called cloud chambers. You know, how do they detect any particle? They have their indicators, you know. They're, it's called cloud chambers where they, all of a sudden if the particle goes through steam, it'll leave a path. They have all kinds, of, if you've ever seen the picture of the, the the path of a cloud chamber, you know, whatever. But I'm just telling but there is a particle that has no mass, no charge. What is it? And it's so elusive that it will go through the planet Earth without hitting one particle on its way through. You say, how in the world can something do that? It won't bump into a proton. It won't bump into an electron. It is so elusive. But it's detectable. But it's detectable. But it's detectable which is interesting. Yes, well, That's how they know this.
1: Which is unlike God. God is not detectable.
0: Correct. In fact, it's not only God that's indetectable or undetectable. The definition of Ruchnius, forget God. God is not Ruchnius, by the way. It's not spiritual. Because there is an entire realm called the spiritual realm <coughs> that has rules and laws. They have their own parameters. The definition of Ram Kabins down. The definition of a spiritual entity is an entity that cannot be detected. By any physical means. By any, I don't care if it's uh Just like we
2: have our seven um, seven parameters that we live in, so they're separate from that and they have their own set of
0: parameters. Correct. which God is outside of. Correct, God. so in, in reality, there's three realities. There's the reality of God, whatever that means, and you're beginning to get a feel of that elusiveness of reality. Then there's a the reality called the spiritual universe, which is inhabited by Malochim. But Malochim don't have our parameters, you see. in which you all have a different type of existence that has different parameters yet it's not God because even those parameters are created and then you have our parameters so the definition of a spiritual being is anything that you cannot detect no spiritual being can be detected by any physical means period which is interesting because look at the physical universe you know What's the most elusive physical thing that can be detected, but you'll never be able to see it? It's a light wave. Think about it. A light wave, which is really what's called an electromagnetic radiation. X-rays, light waves, radio waves, it's all the same concept. They're different frequency, and that's it. You can detect them, obviously. I mean, I'm looking at you. So something's bouncing off you and, you know, don't kind of radios, pick up radio waves, right? Or a sound, right? wave. Or sound, a sound it's, wave. A sound waves, uh, no, a sound wave is not electromagnetic. Sound waves are molecules that we push. You
1: can't see it. Uh, a sound
0: waves, see sound waves.
2: Through the water you can see it.
0: Well, a sound wave will push, yeah, you, you know. Radiation it can be detected, but it's not electromagnetic radiation. But anyway, but I'm just saying, what's a radio wave? Can you tell me? It's a light wave. Is it physical or spiritual? Who? It's physical. It's astounding. You can detect it, but we have no idea what a photon looks like. And even a photon does not exist in, sp- in, in time, as I said. Anything that goes at the speed of light is outside of time, you see? So, so forget about the Ruchnistig universe, you know? There's degrees of subtlety in the <coughs> universe, which is very important, you see? Radio waves, they can be detected by a radio, but I've never seen a radio wave, never will. Yet it's there and can be detected, but it's not spiritual, I'm a psychologist also. What about
2: synesthesia? Who? Synesthesia. Would be What's that? syn Okay. Synesthesia? They, yeah, people claim that they're able to see colors when they hear sounds, that it emits a color, mm-hmm. you hear, uh, and see sound, you know, perceive sounds and colors and things. Okay. Well, uh, so, so what? Yeah,
0: obviously, so oh, I mean, what that would mean, look, when a light hits your retina, I mean, I, I, how do you see? How do you see? You know, who? With your eyes. But you don't really see with your eyes, at all. You don't see with your eyes. The brain. It's amazing when you think about it. You know, we don't even know what's out there. I don't even know if anybody's here. I don't even know people are listening to this year let alone if you guys are out there. I have no idea what's in front of me. In fact, I'm to determine do I exist? I'm working on that. Forget about it. you exist, right? So then, what am I looking at really? What happens is there's a light wave, a photon, that bounces off you and comes to my retina, hits one of the 125 million cones, and that creates a signal in a neuron. It excites a neuron, a nerve cell, right? And that's, there's an electrical signal, believe it or not, that's created, right? And the one receiving, wherever that is, it's usually in the back of the brain, the occipital region, right? That region of the brain receives billions of electrical signals, because when I go like this, you know, I've just, just trillions of photons hit my retina in an instant. So the brain is able to interpret all the colors and shades instantly. We, you know, we don't even have, we have not a saga of the miracle. You know, of, of the miracles, you know? You know, you know the, the, I don't know if you realize, but in any given second, the human body is hit with, I think, I forgot what the number is, a billion or a trillion sensations, in any given second, you see? Because it's not sensations just from the eyes, ears, the senses, and all that, from the body, you know, so the question is, imagine if I can't filter them out, I'm finished. So what, What I think what, is the cerebrum or the medulla, one of them filters out almost everything and knows exactly what to let in so then I can focus on that particular signal. That's incredible that my brain can filter out, you know, like trillions of sensations per second, <coughs> So I can focus on you guys and give this shit up. So what are you really experiencing? There's an electrical signal that goes through the neurons, goes into the brain, and the brain creates an image, which I, which nobody knows anywhere what that is. And all of a sudden I see everybody out there. You're nothing more than an image of my brain. You guys don't exist really.
2: It's like said, Think
0: about that How when you, know? you go home tonight. You guys don't even exist. You guys are just nothing more than a figment of my imagination. That's all you guys are. I don't know the reality of who you are or what you really look like. Except my brain has drawn a picture of all you guys. Interesting. Same don't. You
1: You even know you don't yeah, even know if I, you five five know sense if sense I exist.
0: You know what I'm saying, you don't know. Yes. You, the, all, you, you only know what your brain is Messiah. <laughs> Astounding when you think about that. Anyway, so the Robert Schlum is none of this. So you now have three distinct dimensions. You have the physical universe, of which there are many things of which are, that are different types of physical universe. Like I said, there's objects physical, right? Then there's particles that are ghostly, you know what I'm saying? Then, there are, there, then there's uh, uh, radio waves, it's, it's not even a particle. Or it's a photon, but you know what I'm saying? So the physical universe itself has many types of (coughs) beings that we call physical. Then there's a spiritual universe that has a different set of parameters. And the definition of that is it cannot be detected by any physical means. In fact, when a monarch wants to talk to you, (coughs) he has to don, put on a physical garb. He actually changes the molecules around them. We don't know how he does it, you know? When Elio visits you, for those who are Zirka, the Gil Elio, you don't talk to Elio really. He's a Malach. You know? So who are you talking to when you see Elio? If you see him and so on. You're talking to a Malach that is able to send out a select type of molecules. And radio and and, and uh, uh, electromagnetic <coughs> energy that <coughs> impinge on your eyes into your brain, and that creates of something that's there, but it's not there. He's somehow able to influence the molecules in the atmosphere. Well, we do the same thing to him. No, or, uh, we do the same thing to him. Yeah, why he can't he can relate to physical. He's, my, he's a a mouse. He, he cannot be detected unless but he, he alters he the physical. Gets from his side. Uh, then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's true. All I'll tell you, the Ramchal says that you cannot detect a spiritual dimension at all unless that spiritual being <coughs> in that dimension chooses to be detected. But even when he's detected, he needs to alter the physical space, or, which is, you know, and that impinges on your brain. But you're not seeing him. You're just seeing him It's like a piano. He needs to press certain keys and all of a sudden you hear a tune. but What the, what the mouth does is he presses certain molecules or whatever, however he does it, right? And you see a being as if something would exist there. You see it. But, you know what I'm saying? But you're looking at, it's like looking at a piano playing keys. You ever see one of those things? Nobody's playing it. You ever see one of those things? You know, it's, well, you know. so there are pianos like way. It's automatic, you know, and you know, so on and so forth. But it's the same thing. You're looking at Malach, what you're really looking at is a piano playing keys, there's nobody there. What about shape and demons? Shadim is different. Shadim have resemble. they resemble humans. But humans can't in see In three them. ways they resemble humans, and in three ways they resemble Malachim. Shadim no. is a crawl, it's a hybrid.
1: But you can't see them?
0: Uh, you can't see them. They can be invisible, but Shayt can be invisible. They die. They certainly, <coughs> certainly they resemble uh, uh, us in three ways, and they resemble Malachim. They're really hybrid entities. According
1: to the Rambam, they don't exist
0: anymore. Like this man "Um, whatever they have existed." But anyway, so, so therefore, what what I'm getting out of here is to give you an appreciation of how different the Baruch is from us. <coughs> that even the seven fundamental parameters of the Brio, he is devoid of. So therefore we have no concept of who the Baruch is or what. So when we learn his Kadban Venitsky, yeah. Sure he's Kadban Venitsky, that looks the time, you know. Bush him to your Mamzi, and he created everything, you know. Okay, what happens now, the question really is how does he give existence, where did he get it from? My existence is a certain quality that clearly the Brazilian has to have. So we'll get into that. But anyway, this is from what we're gleaning so far. About other other who the Barashim is, and therefore who is not. Is there
2: any way that we're going to fathom, understand better his mitzvah?
0: Uh, no. Ultimately speaking, let me put it this way, since you bring that up. What the Basham did do is He created an entity, whatever that is. Okay, He created an entity. But He is not that entity, remember. But what He did do, and this is the beginning of the understanding of who God is, in the sense of who we experience as God, He created an entity that is a manifestation of him, but not, it's a created entity that he designates that that's me, that you can experience. Do you know what the name of that entity is? No, your mom is a place. No, again, let me say it again, very important. The Bersham is not, uh, you cannot experience him really, at all. So what the Branchim did is he created at first an entity of and he designates that entity as him. And you can experience well, I shouldn't say that. That so the it's almost like so it's what's called his lavush, his clothing. It's like looking at a king. You imagine you walk into a throne room, right? And you look at a king, correct? And all of a sudden you look at the king and it doesn't make sense because there's a crown on top of the king's head, but there's no head. Yet the crown floats and he has a royal garb, let's say. But there's nothing in the garb. There's no body there. you see? And from that space emanates a voice, but there's no person there. you see? So what can we say that this person is invisible and the only way to experience that person is via his want his crown, his mantle, you know what I'm saying? His lavush. His lavush. That's really what you're experiencing. You can't experience the being, but you can experience him through his lavush. You can locate him through his lavush. So why his is being? the
1: lavush? The, 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 the therefore, the lavush. Now,
0: therefore, what the Debrahoshim did is he created a lavush that he dons, and that's how you experience him. But the lavush is a nivra. It's a created thing. It's not him. However, whatever that Mabush is, so the question is, what what is the name, what is the name of that Mabush? That is the question. Anybody know?
1: Bria. Bria. No, 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 no. Anybody
0: know? The, the name of the levush is Ein The Ein which means the infinite, is not God. It is the levush. Can somebody experience the Ein No. The Ein itself cannot be detected.
1: So, how could the, the ancient
0: way? The answer itself is a lavush. I hate to use the example, but it's almost like the king has undergarments. And then on top of the undergarments is overgarments. An undershirt is an undergarment. You don't see it. All you see is a shirt. You use that parallel. And then on top of the shirt, you have a jacket. And on top of the jacket, you have a coat. Right? Use that analogy. The Ein is the undergarment, so to speak. It's the garment which is the closest to God, yet is not God. But it's the closest. The Ein Sof, okay, is the first created entity of how God will relate to the creation itself. So in that sense, the Ein Sof is a created entity. Is that the time of the Many realm, people. What was that? Is that the time of the royal? No. No. What? Got that? So the first reality that God created is called the Ain We don't know what that is. But it's it's a real thing. It's a presence. You see. But if we, we have no the way. Problem to is, does does the problem is. Has anyone ever
1: witness the Ain No. So it's
0: why is created? Because that's how you start. That's how it starts creation has to begin from somewhere. That's the voracious. The first thing that God made was the concept of Einseif or the okay. being called Einseif. The ensof. next thing? Wait, that's the first thing he made. Okay. Creation has to start from somewhere. So the first thing is he did is what? is He created a representation of himself. Or else he can't experience him. Okay. So therefore, the Einseif is the first representation or manifestation <coughs> or being that is created. Many people mistake. They think the ain't soif is God. Wrong. It's not God. The Ain is a being that is the motion's manifestation, as far as we're concerned. Next. Very important idea. Okay? However, the problem with the Ainsof is something else. <clears throat> The, the, the unique characteristic I'll we'll have to explain for next week, whatever. But the unique characteristic of the Einseuf is what? Anybody know? The Einseuf is called perfect being. It's perfect. That's what the Einseuf is. The Einsoyif is a perfect being, whatever that means in terms of what does perfection mean. But it is perfect. Okay? So for one of the perfections of the Einsoyif is Ainud Nothing can exist but that Einsoyif. Because if something else exists, it would be limited by the space of that being. Right? Because that being has a Markham. So that limits the being of Einsoyif. So therefore, the unique characteristic of the Ein Sof is Einod Muvadoil. To have self-awareness?
1: Who?
2: Self-awareness?
0: Yes. Ein Sof? Yes. What was that question? Wow. You're asking a a, a very good question. That does it have self-awareness, or is it merely a conduit? I mean, Einod Muvado can't predict self-awareness, really. That's a good question, really, very good question. <coughs> but it's almost like the Einseif is a conduit. It's, it's a vehicle that the uses to connect to the Bria, you know what I'm saying? Does it have an, a, a consciousness of its own? Um, it's too subtle, I don't know, too subtle, you know. But whatever it is, it's a perfect being that is the representation of the Mursam. That's the first point of the Bria. It's the first thing that exists, okay? But the problem in that Einsoyf is that it has a unique characteristic called the Brivata. It's perfect and therefore, it does not allow anything else to exist. Nothing else can exist at all. So therefore the Raham creates a second phenomenon where the Soif is able to restrict its presence and allow a zooroszoi, an other to exist. And the phenomenon that the Soif can perform in that sense is called Simpson. It's able to contract. It doesn't. seem symptom means to contract itself, but it's not literally a contraction. What it is, it's able to create an environment that they can be a an other. Because the problem is the ain't so if So if zayinu besides that there's nothing else, right? That means it's not that nothing else exists. Nothing else can exist because it's perfect and does not allow the existence of anything else. (coughs) And therefore, the has given it a power of tzimtzum where it can actually allow an environment to exist in which an other can be. How it works, absolutely unknown. But tzimtzum is a phenomenon in which the answer can allow a zorozai. We use the word contraction, but is it really contraction? No. It doesn't contract, but somehow it's able to deny its influence in a certain place, so to speak, and therefore allow a zulossi to exist. Got that? It's abstract. But the first entry of being is einsoif. It performs a symptom that allows something, others, to exist. The, the doesn't go on
1: apart that, that from itself. No.
0: No, the worship is beyond all of this. He's not part of the Bria. You see what I'm saying? God is not part of creation, although it all emanates from him in that sense. But the problem is we, we are so lofty and so high that you cannot describe these things because we have no concept of what these things really mean. Look, it's hard enough to understand right? what? That a being doesn't exist in space or time, no matter, no energy, no life, no consciousness, no motion. We don't understand what that means. Yet that is easier to understand than the insight. So,
2: Zulaw said
0: it's not a contradiction to God Himself? Zulaw. It is. It is a contradiction. But, mm-hmm. but we don't know how sim- What, what, what Simpson does.
2: No, Look, it's not on was... God Himself, it's on the insight.
0: We don't know how Simpson works. We, we know the phenomenon called symptom. <clears throat> that's, that's Kabbalah, that's We know how it works. How does an Aidni Muvado, how does an Ainsaf perform symptom and allow a Zulosai to exist? We don't know.
2: Where on. from? Later on. Later on. So
0: we we the We dive into God except we cannot experience that God at all.
2: We dive into the for himself?
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's always God. Straight up. To like, Straight up, yeah. We don't dive into any... There's no intermediaries. You know what I'm saying? We dive into a Bersham. Except, Except God doesn't hear. Right? Doesn't hear. I understand. There's no sound game. We're have to
2: understand it, God knows what course, we're doing. Yes, of course, of course. The have to go outside the bria because well,
0: we don't universe. look again. Again, you know, I, I, look. This shear is a shear for the purposes of record. Does it mean we'll really understand? The answer is no, no. You can't. You cannot understand God. We cannot understand the answer. <coughs> we don't even know the manifestation of God as part of the bria. We don't even know what that means. Yeah. So in many ways, you need to hear, understand with limits, and move on, because ultimately we need to get into the costume of God, the levush. So einsof is the beginning of that manifestation, but then the vaysham is going to adapt a levush, einsof being the first undershirt.
1: Then comes Simpson.
0: Then is a Simpson and then it's further.
2: What's further? Then. You
0: know what I'm saying? Then what's after Simpson? After Simpson is the Shekhinah.
2: So of course we believe in Davenin to Hashem. We'll have yes. It. So what's, why have a costume? Why not reverence
0: exist? What do you mean have a costume? The Roshim doesn't exist in any of the parameters. So, you know. But, you know what I'm saying? So how are you going to experience? The problem is God wants you to experience God. This is the problem. The Bershah wants you to experience God. That's what Oylem Hapa ultimately is. Oylem Hapa is
1: a place that you experience God. See what I'm saying? Until which point I'm do you experience outside. God? Until the insight Saif or until what? No, 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 no. Lower. So Lower through but through all the various stages? Yeah. So yes, we'll we'll hold to
0: off different. on that. They have to hold off on that. But therefore, <coughs> because the Bershah wants you to experience Him... He needs to make that which is available to you or accessible. You know what I'm saying? Therefore, he's got to create something within the creation that you can relate to. You can't relate to him. He's beyond the creation. So, we can relate to <coughs> <coughs> So, therefore, the worship creates an eight-self. You see? And you're going to connect with the 8 any Even the eight-self you don't connect to because the Ain's safe itself is gonna have a levush after that.
1: Uh, you see. Where is all this written in the Zaya? Yeah, well this is Kapola. Zayah.
0: No, it's Khan. I mean it's in the Zaya. The Ariza. Yeah.
1: Which comes from the from the Zaya now? Yeah, the, or the basis of the al So the basis Zaya. of this is the Zaya.
0: Correct. Well, you know where you can see some of this stuff? Uh, uh Rebbe Elio. Antul Rebu when you look, you know the uh, Pesach Elio. You ever seen the beginning of David? Yeah, uh, read that in English.
1: Spheres, well,
0: but but you see what he says that you, that you are there, but you're not part of the chesed. Look, look at his language.
1: I think we could dive through that. Well, I think that take be too long. But do. anyway,
0: so what I'm trying to give you a feel of is this concept of of the what creation consists of. And, Can you and, give us a rough
1: outline until we manage to get to the Adamos, the, the Well, I, I am. I I've started. Well, hey, what comes after Simpson? Time's up. Just give us the, 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 the label. Time's Let's just give us the label. Time's up. Come on.
0: <coughs> well, I'm I'm very much uh, encouraged by the fact that you don't want to leave at 11.02. Uh,
1: just give us the label so we'll leave five minutes later. Until, until you know... Until the outermost uh, lavush. What, what are the names? You mean just titles? Yeah. Headings? Well, you'll explain it the next
2: session. you i put the cliff to on oh. Blackboard.com. You no, know, let's,
1: let's hear. Well, you have God. Okay. Then, whatever, whoever. Then Ainsauf,
0: And you have Ain'tsirf. Then Simpsons. Simpsons. Then? And you have the, uh, well, even Ain'tsirf. You have what's called the Or of the Ain'tsirf. Okay, and then comes Simpson. And then Simpson again. Then you have the hollow Yeah. Then you have the Kav. Okay. And the Rishimu. Okay. Then you have Odom Kadme. Yeah. And that's the beginning. That's Olam Haba. Then you have the other names after that. And you have the other four. The four. What is the island
1: right after Ilum Haba? It's theoretically. Yeah. To certain rules. Where does the
0: Avush end? The lavush ends over there, adum Kadma.
1: By adum kadmim, basically where the that's I where it ends yeah.
0: because that's the place we can experience God.
1: In adum habba,
0: that is adum habba. In other
1: words, you cannot really experience. So what, when you're in adum habba, you're really experiencing.
0: You know what I'm saying? Why? When you're in adum habba, you're really experiencing what's called the kav which is an, a, an aspect of God. But the, these are gradations in the experiencing of God Himself, you see. But ultimately speaking, <clears throat> keep in mind that He is beyond Bria. And therefore, it's, that's why nobody knows who He is. <clears throat> nobody can know, nobody will ever know who He is because He does not exist in our Bria. He's outside of it. Why did Reverend so Shema that way? Is that not why? No, that. He
1: could have managed, we should understand
0: no. that, that he exists. No. No, no. You, you know, his life he, kind of is limitless. He could have
1: done anything he wanted.
0: But that itself was a nivra. Anyway. No? That God's purpose is, what is what and it unlimited be, itself is a nivro. had infinite power. He
1: could do whatever he wanted. Anyway,
0: uh, so next week we will resume. Mm-hmm. How are you doing that week? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did.